Welcome to Trending Upwards, the SEO podcast by Digital 22. I'm Tiffany, you may recognise me from our previous episode and I'm joined today by Adrian, who's one of the new members of our SEO team. Um, Adrian, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, just a little bit, Tiff. Uh, I've been doing, uh, well, I've been in the SEO industry for quite a long time now, uh, worked, worked for a few uh uh, companies in the past my first very first job was with uh, great universal stores which some of the older listeners will remember uh, great universal stores became eventually became very they went from being a catalog company to being a, essentially an online e-commerce company since then i've worked for quite a few agencies across manchester uh, and uh, i'm now uh, lucky to be working over at digital 22 yeah Awesome. I remember Gus. My mum used to work at one of the call centres. Did she? Yeah. yeah. No. Do you know uh, do you know something? Uh, this this tells you a little bit about how it changed. When I first started working for the Great Universal Stores, uh, I was part of the, one of the first very first members of the digital team that they had. And this was in 1990, 91. And uh, there was over 250 people worked on the catalogue. And uh, when I left the company about two years later, uh, three, no, about four, sorry, about four, it was 94 I left, um, there was uh, 28 members of the digital team and we were make, we were turning over more money than the catalogue with 255 people. Wow, even in the early 90s? Yes, yeah, it just rocketed. It just completely changed. The old business, they could see it going and they started making redundancies. And the next move, obviously, was to, to move to Liverpool and, and rebuild the business as very, as an online business. Yeah. Well, it's close to shore, doesn't it? Yeah, they did the right thing, didn't they? Well, they had no choice, did they? Everybody else yeah. was going to do it. Yeah. So that was the way it was. Anyway, um, so we're going to talk about Core Web Vitals, uh, the new thing uh, from Google. Um and why is Google actually focusing on Core Web Vitals? Um, well, I'll, I'll just give you an, uh, an idea of, of what Core Web Vitals really is. Um, the reason why Google is focusing so much on Core Web Vitals is because one of the problems they've always had in the past is the ability to understand the experience that a user has online. They've been able to tell you how many links you've got into your site, They've been able to tell you uh, how many, uh, how much content you've got in your site. They've been able to tell you all those key metrics about how long people are spending on your site and how long they're uh, looking at specific things or they're doing certain activities. But the one thing they've never, ever been able to do is get a real understanding of the experience that an individual has on a web page. And it's very difficult to do that because obviously an experience is quite subjective. It's not something that you can really say. You may have a different experience to me in terms of when you visit a website. You might find the information that you want straight away. You might find out what you want is, is correct or, or, or valuable to you, or you might find that it's not valuable. Um, and one of the big problems that Google has was, was understanding this experience uh, and, and trying to figure out what sort of metrics could be used for that. And 
this is essentially the first move towards having a, a, an overall page experience understanding from Google. Uh, um, essentially what Core Web Vitals is, is it's a page experience metric from Google to determine what type of experience visitors actually get when they land on an individual page or within your website. Um, and it's actually part of five such signals uh, for a good page experience according to Google. And the most important thing is uh, Tiff, that obviously it will become a ranking factor by May. By May this year, Google's going to introduce this as a ranking factor alongside alongside the other ones. So that's the reason why Core Web Vitals has become so important. Now we need to make sure that you know your site adheres to these key metrics, right? Uh, and it, obviously, with it being a ranking factor, uh, it needs to tie in with other search signals as well. So in terms of the actual search signals we've got, um, I don't know if you want to talk about those a little bit, Tiff? Yeah, yeah, you can see them going in this direction for quite a long time, even as far back as when they wanted everyone to adopt a responsive, responsive design and your, your mobile websites and then your HTTPS um, sort of and your be, be, be mobile friendly, uh, provided a safe browsing mm. experience, and then um, slightly more recently, the intrusive interstitials. Where do I switch me up? With the um, yeah. whereas if you're getting bombarded by a pop up as soon as you land on a website, it, Google's not going to have that, which is good because nobody needs that in their life. Just for the listeners, Tiff, like you said, uh, interstitials is just a, a fancy word for the pop ups that get on your nerves that pop up on pages. Yeah. Yeah, you could so you can see that for quite a while they've been heading in the direction the page experience, and now that they've got these kind of three metrics to try and quantify and summarize a user experience. So it's not just it's not just a techie metric that us SEOs um, are going to care about, which obviously we do and, and we love it. But as for for other members of the business and other areas of the business, even stakeholders and things like that, they need to care about this because it's 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 trying to summarise the user experience. And if you're not providing that kind of a user experience, people are just going to leave your website mm. and find, find one that does. So that's why we need to care. I about. mean, one of the key things to remember about this with Core Web Vitals is, like we said, it is becoming a ranking factor. So what that means is Google's going to use this information to decide where you're going to rank on a on a specific page for a specific keyword. So it's really important that you know you make sure that alongside these these other four elements that that Tess mentioned about being your site being mobile friendly, having safe browsing, being secure with HTTPS, and not having too many of these in interstitial stroke pop-ups, you also also need to have these these core web vitals in place. And you need to, to make sure that they adhere to, to what Google wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if, if at first glance, it, it just it looks so technical. Um, so the, the the three sort of buckets of core web vitals are largest contentful paint, which they shortened to LCP, your first input delay, which is FID, and then cumulative layout shift. Now, if you were to, to say that to me a few months ago, I'd be like, I, I just don't know what that means. But to 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 break it down, so your largest contentful pain is just um, how long does it take for something to appear on the screen? So you, you, 
you haven't just got your, your white screen. It says, how long does it take for something to appear? Because that gives you the reassurance that even, even if you're still waiting for content to load, you can see that something's happening and it plans you, you, you can hold out your patience, can't you? Whereas if there's nothing happening, you just want to bounce off. So things like your lazy loading, um, kind of, no, I can't. Lazy loading is, is off screen, sorry. <laughs> Ignore that. <laughs> and then you've got your, um, your first input delay, which is how long it takes for your page to become interactive. So even though you can see stuff, how long is it until people can actually scroll and things like that. Um, and then your cumulative layout shift, which is how much does the content shift while it's loading, because I'm I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened to me many times, especially on news websites. You land on, you start reading something, um, and then a, a second later, it's halfway down the page because an advert's come in the middle, and it, it's 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 infuriating. But it can actually have a real impact on um, on your user experience because if you're just about to purchase something, and then the content shifts, you 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 could have you could have pressed your wrong bank card. Or, or something like that. So that's why it looks at those three things. So they sound really technical, but you can. Mm. I mean, it can be broken down. I mean, even 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 more simply than that, you know, in terms of largest contentful pain. Uh, it's like Tiff said. It's really about the loading of the page, how quickly it loads, and how, how much information's uh, presented. Uh, interactivity. Uh, first input delay. Uh, the FID is really about interactivity. How quickly? How, how quick is it before you can actually access anything on that page? Because we've all been there, like like Tiff said, and we've had that problem with, you know, where a page has been opening and it's been taking some time to to actually do anything on it. And you think, oh, I'll not bother with this. And then, of course, there's this cumulative layout shift (CLS), which is really just about visual stability on the page. And the importance of this, the real importance of this is because everybody now is moving towards a mobile experience. We're finding um, less and less people are using desktop and more and more people are using mobile phones. They're using mobile devices in order to access the, the specific content that they want to. So that visual stability is really important. If you're using a small six inch screen or a five inch screen, if it's moving around on the page, you know, you're going to have problems and it's going to get very frustrating. So these are some of the key reasons why Google wants you to, to do this. Uh, it's not just about them getting the page experience metrics that they need in order to decide where you're going to rank, but it's also about uh, the pages that they present giving the best possible experience to the individuals that are accessing those pages, making sure that they load fast, making sure that they can interact with them quickly, and also making sure that they're visually stable and they're not moving around the, the, the mobile phone page while you're trying to use them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I suppose you could also look at it from the, from the viewpoint that those websites and businesses that are most willing to invest Core Web Vitals, baby, but they kind of deserve the ranking. I don't know. Let's let's not open that can of worms. Yeah, I mean, it gets into content then, doesn't it? It gets a little bit more difficult, really, in terms yeah. of that. It is about primarily. It's always going to be about having the right content on the site. If you haven't got the right content, Core Web Vitals is 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 not as much of an issue. It's always going to be an issue, but if you haven't got the right content there. It won't matter really how fast your page loads or anything because people won't find that, that yeah. page of the rankings. Yeah, that's right. So, so they all they all roll in together, don't they? 
So in terms of, you know, the, we've talked about these core web vitals, you know, and these CWS, these new things, but um, what we really need to, 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 to say about them as well is that, you know, they are graded these. There is a grade to these particular uh, statistics, um, these metrics, and um, the, it will be broken down. Your, your developers will be able to see this information, but they will see the performance metrics broken down into uh, three outcomes. Uh, these are good, which means that, you know, the, the information, the technical stuff has been passed, needs improvement, uh, which is essentially uh, obvious, it needs improvement. And then there's fail, which is uh, obvious as well. You know that, we know what that means. Um, uh, so that, those are three key things to remember about these these particular metrics. They are graded in a particular way. Um, and we all, aim, we all obviously aim to get good for all these different elements yeah so you can you can check your core web vitals um in all your favorite developer tools as google says which feels like an advert um you mm. thought so you can uh, you to be honest you could just google check core web vital core web vitals um mm. but you can see them in your page speed insights they're now in search console and um, in lighthouse chrome dev tools um Couple of other Google products as well, yeah. I think one of the main places really where people will be looking for it, and you'll be able to see it, it's essentially if it's in your Google Search Console reports. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the key places where you would look for this information. If you were just wanting to see how you're performing, then you're not a developer. That's probably the easiest place to find that information. Um, and then obviously you can talk to your developers about it in a bit more detail. Uh, but like Tiff says, there is different ways you can find that information. You can find it through Google's own PageSpeed Insights. There's um, uh, a UX report section in Chrome, which uh, the developers will know about and will be able to use. Same with dev, the Chrome Dev Tools, which are quite easy to get to. There's also Web Vitals who have an extension that will allow you to um, see that that information. Not all of them uh, cover all those three elements that we talked about. You know, um, the LCP, the FID, and the CLS information. Not all of them have that, but I can guarantee that Search Console has that information. So if you were looking at it from just specifically from a marketing perspective, that I would say is probably the best place you would, you would go to really to find out this information and then discuss it with your developer. Yeah, absolutely. Just as a caveat there, because I thought it was interesting that there's a Web Vitals extension to check the core Web Vitals, but I wonder if having extensions affects the core web vitals it shouldn't affect the core web vital score but mm. it can affect your page speed proportion. it can yeah i mean i've if you if you go into uh google dev tools it will actually mention that you've got extensions running so uh if you've got a lot of extensions running on your machine and you try and use dev tools to find out what's going on uh you will find that it's slow as well yeah. and it will tell you it's slow because you've got all these extensions that it's going through before it even gets to to test the information. Yeah, definitely. It's always worth bearing that in mind. And just if you just want to do a quick check, just easiest to check um, in private browsing or incognito, whichever. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I mean, we've talked about you know uh, the performance metrics and how they're graded, uh, but the thing we really need to talk about in a bit more detail is if if your site fails 
or needs improvement, uh, what actually would you need to do in order to improve that? And the good thing about uh, Core Web Vitals and, and Google's Search Console and all the different tools is they actually do tell you uh, what the issues are and they will tell you what you need to do in order to fix them. You might not be able to fix them yourself, obviously, but it gives you that information in order to pass it on to the developer, uh, yeah. you know, a new agency, and, and actually start to discuss in a bit more detail what these issues are and, and they'll be able to understand how they can fix them going forward. I mean, uh, for example, for the large Contentful Paint, uh, if you have an issue where it needs improvement or fails, um, they, they tend to be issues such as uh, third-party scripts, you know, where you've got things like Hotjar running on your, on your uh, website or any advertising scripts that may be causing your, your page to go slower. Um, they may uh, tell you to, to remove those particular third-party scripts in order to make it quicker. Upgrading your web host. You know, sometimes it may be that your web host is not fast enough. You need a quicker server. You need a quicker... Uh, you may need uh, to use a content delivery system. Sorry, content delivery network in order to pass that information uh, that's relevant uh, in terms of large images, etc. Uh, like Tiff mentioned before, setting up lazy loading so that the images only appear when they need to be uh, accessed. So they're not all, we're not waiting for the whole page to appear before we present it to a visitor. Uh, and also removing large page elements. You know, sometimes I've worked on sites in the past where they've had a, a big hero image banner right at the stop, top of the page, and it's been like four and five meg. Well, you know, when you've got an image that big, you're gonna have problems. Uh, yeah. You can have a lot of problems in terms of loading that image quickly, depending on what, what you're using. I mean, you may be using a really quick laptop at home, but then again, you've got to think about it from the perspective of somebody using uh, a budget Samsung mobile phone. Yeah. How long is it going to take for it to appear on that? Uh, and the thing to remember as well, one of the ideal, uh, the actual ideal LCP, large, largest contentful paint measurement, uh, should be around two and a half seconds or faster, right? So it's important that you make sure your pages uh, are less, it takes less than 2.5 seconds for something to appear on the page. And we could, we'll talk about that in a bit more detail about page speed and how it uh, uh, impacts on, on your performance. And it is a key impact on your appointment. There's been a lot of um, research into it over the last 10 years that have, have shown what impact it has slowing your site down uh, in terms of revenue and leads to the site. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, talking about other stuff as well, I mean, you can talk about this in a bit more detail, Tiff, about first input delay and, and what needs to be done in order to improve that on the site. Yeah, so your, your first input delay and the, the FID, um, that's how long it takes for your page to become interactive. Um, sometimes you can be sat there for, and you, you're poking your screen and you're like, I just want to scroll down and you're, just, you're, you're waiting impatiently or perhaps patiently if you're, the, if you're um, unlike most of us. Um, and this is for anyone that's been digging into um, page speed improvement and this sort of thing, you have almost guaranteed been met with this um, suggestion to minimise or defer JavaScript specific to buffer fold. 
JavaScript is just one of those things. It, it's got tons of the users and, it, and it's great and in some respect, but for, for page speed, it can be a real bone of contention. And this is where we've kind of got a bit of compromise. You've got to balance, you know, what do you need? What don't you need? What can, what do we need to load first? Um, is there anything that we can defer? Can we compress the files together? Um, can, is there any scripts we can, we can remove, um, like you said, Adrian, uh, making sure that your scripts are, are written properly as well. So, yeah. Uh, following on from that, Seth, just a little bit of an explanation. JavaScript is a programming code that's added to the site in order to do individual tasks and to make the site. Well, it, it's, it's to do specific things uh, on, on the browser side uh, or sometimes on the server side, uh, which will... Uh, not necessarily be done in the normal HTML programming. So it allows you to do certain things, you know, like have uh, specific types of pop-ups on the page or allow you to do interactive things within the page. Uh, there is other ways to do in it now as well. With HTML5, we're able to do more stuff uh, than we used to. And JavaScript, while it's still useful, you know, it, like Tiff said, if, if possible, if you can make it smaller, it does make a difference because... The thing to remember as well is that that has to be that programming code has to be actioned, which is slowing down the site. So if you can minimise it or defer it, it does make a difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is just to I've just remembered something when um, earlier when you were when you were talking about um, your server side. This is a really interesting LinkedIn post um, a few minutes ago, and it it was a suggestion for someone that was if you're wanting to check your core web vitals if you've got the means to um create an empty file on your um on your site and uh, an empty text file sorry an empty html an empty html file yeah and run it through the page speed insights and that will tell you that will give you a much better idea of your server response time right yeah anything else is is kind of um browser facing and, and maybe more related to your system and things like that so i just thought that was really interesting and working yeah it is really when you think about that Tiff, because one of the things you, the problem we've got is going back to that idea of extent using extensions uh visitors will be using extensions as well people sometimes use stuff like honey which allows them to um find the best vouchers on on various sites if they're on an e-commerce site uh, it crawls through the different vouchers in order to find a, a suitable one for that specific site you're on. And there's lots of different extensions that people have got that, that do stuff like that or they, they give value to, to what they're doing. So that does slow things down as well for people. But that obviously is, is not, core web, not, not an issue for Core Web Vitals. That's a separate thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's worth remembering that. I mean, following on from what, what I said earlier as well, it's the same issue for, for uh, first input delay in terms of having uh, third-party scripts on there or, or any any links to, you know, any um, stuff like Hotjar, anything, anything that uh, is a third-party tool. You know, it might be uh, an ad-serving tool or whatever, or third-party. Um, by removing those, if you're not using them, if they're redundant, makes makes your site quicker and it makes the code much more leaner uh for um google and also for the search engine crawlers that google are using yeah yeah it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna help them easier navigate the code and um 
it's it's going to spend the time on on what you want it to spend the time on rather than waiting yeah. through lines and lines of code that is completely unnecessary or maybe unnecessary. Yeah, There's the other thing as well to to remember for first input de delay as well is making sure that you use you know that the site's using a browser cache. Uh, which makes it a lot easier for uh, the information to be kept on that page uh, and just updated as and when it's needed. So if somebody's already visited your site once, um, rather than having to load all the information again the second time they visit the site, what it will do is the browser cache will identify where there's been changes on the page and just up the, update them rather than updating the whole of the page and obviously slowing down the experience for individuals. Um, in terms of actual uh, measurements um, for first input delay, so uh, Google is saying that it should be less than 100 milliseconds, which is literally nothing. Uh, but the important thing is that what we're saying is that Google expects sites be able to, to pretty much be able to interact with them instantaneously rather than having to spend time waiting for things to load or, or move or whatever. Yeah. The other thing I think we 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 need to talk about as well is is this idea of cumulative layout shift as well, CLS, uh, which is once again it's the visual stability of a page. Um, in layman's terms, it's the amount of unexpected layout movement on a page of content. It still sounds a bit complicated to be honest, but essentially it's it's what's happening on the page and can you access that information and understand it easily. Um, so really the things you can do in order to improve this is um, stuff that you'll be able to talk to your developers about um, and the stuff like using set size attribute dimensions for any media. So setting the size of those, those dimensions, uh, making sure that they're not too big, making sure that they'll fit on different size layouts. Uh, if you've got any ads, making sure they've got reserved space on that page. Um, and any new UI unit, uh, UI elements need to be below the fold as well. So you need yeah. to make sure that's not uh, causing an issue in terms of that. Um, and there's actually a score for CLS that they give. It's not a, it's not a by seconds or anything like that. Or um, it's actually a, a score, and, and uh, the ideal measurement of CLS is less than 0 0.1. So, I mean, they've actually built a scoring system for that, Google. So uh, you'll be able to speak to your developers about it. The key thing really to take from this is, it's like we've, we, Tiff's already said, a lot of this stuff we're talking about may be going over your head or you may not understand uh, it to some extent. But um, Core Web Vitals is really important to make sure that, you know, your site experience, your user's experience to the site is as effective as possible. So, you know, please remember that while you may not understand a lot of this technical stuff, uh, if any of these three elements, you know, whether it's uh, LCP or FID or CLS, if any of these elements are performing poorly or badly, uh, need improvement or fail, um, they need to be fixed. You know, it's essential that you get these fixed. You need to speak to your developer about them and try and overcome these issues. Yeah, exactly. Which brings us to the point that I suppose is probably on, on many people's minds. They'll be thinking, well, how do we prioritise what to fix? What if we check our core web vitals and it says you need to fix this, 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 this? How do I, how do I know which to 
which to prioritise. Um, I suppose there are a number of things to consider uh, when it comes to prioritising what to fix. Um, primarily, the, the most important for me would be to fix it fix, uh, based on the end user experience. So those fixes that are going to have an immediate impact on the end user. So um, if there's if you can easily fix your cumulative layout shift by specifying um, the size of your images, um, it's going to stop content moving around. That's hope, hopefully a relatively quick and easy fix for your developer to do that's going to have a huge impact on my experience as a user. Um, and I think that, that should be where you should you could, should start, but you also need to consider um, your cost, your developer resources, and your ability to fix, because some CMSs or platforms may not allow you to to interfere with certain things. Um, and so it's it's about finding the compromise, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think to some extent that's right. So if you know, sometimes you may find that you know it, it may it may not be. Uh, financially viable to uh, to improve all of these elements. You know, you can you may be able to fix some of them, uh, and, and there may be a, an impact in terms of that. But the other thing to take away from it, if you can't fix it now, is maybe on the next iteration of your website or your rebuild, look at these elements, make sure that they're <coughs> they're uh, uh, they're highlighted any issues, <coughs> and make sure that the new version of the site, whenever it comes, whether it be in three months, six months, twelve months. Uh, whenever the new version of the site comes, make sure that these elements, these core web vital elements are in place. Because one of the things to remember as well is this is quite new, this really, in terms of um, actual improvements to, you know, the um, where, where we do things uh, and these page experience metrics. So what we really need to do is um, identify these issues and try and, you know, improve them to some extent. Um, and I think um, another thing to, to bear in mind is uh, some people have been saying like, so it's like page speed not as important as core web vitals. Um, well, it ties in with it really. Um, uh, I mean, core web vitals, sorry, Tiff, were you going to say something? Sorry, I was, just, I was just saying that there's a huge overlap. Yeah, I would say that definitely. There is definitely an overlap because page experience uh, is also tied in with page speed. It always will be. If it's if a page is slow or a website is slow, you tend to leave it and you don't go back to it. Um, I mean, so uh, really, Core Web Vitals is really about using the metrics to gauge the user experience, whether it's desktop, mobile, or tablet. But when it actually comes to the mobile pages, speed and size still matter. Uh, I mean, according to Statcom, to more, uh, mobile in 2020 now accounts for 40 44% sorry, of all use and is still growing, while desktop accounts for 49.5%, but it's dis decreasing. You know, more and more people are using the, the mobile phones, so they're using them uh, in a business environment as well. And I think we've got to the point with mobiles where, you know, you can do a lot of your work on a mobile, Um some of the things are obviously more difficult. Excel spreadsheets would be pretty difficult, but uh, you can certainly do a lot of the stuff that you want to. All your emails, all your accessing sites, etc. You've got app versions of them, etc. Um, so you really need to look at it from that perspective, making sure that you know uh, page speed for your site is correct. Because um, because really you can see that uh, it definitely has a direct experience on user experience and ultimately your revenue. 
I mean, there's, there was research that's been done uh, which shows that a one-second delay results in a 7% drop in conversions, uh, which is huge, really. Uh, Amazon did some work about 10 years ago about it. I mean, they were well ahead of the, the curve, really, in terms of page speed. And uh, they, they reckoned that, you know, by uh, cutting so many seconds off the experience, it increased revenue by X amount. Um, so, I mean, it's like, I mean, for example, uh, small SEO tools and Strange Loop, uh, they did a, some uh, research into it. And the data they showed proved that. Um, you know, if, if it drops by 7% your conversion rate and your website's driving 100K per day in sales, that's equivalent to 2.5 million in lost conversions over the year, which is huge. Yeah. Is huge. I mean, that says everything about why you need your site to be quick. Yeah, like exactly. And so if you're trying to, if you're wanting to, to push to push through um, fixes for core web vitals and you're struggling to get buy-in, all you need is a few, a handful of figures like that, um, yeah. and and again, that can, it comes back to if you prioritize um, prioritizing a fix that can in, immediately be seen by the end user. If that's going to then improve conversion rate, you're going to see an, an uptick in revenue. So you can directly attribute to that uptick in your against your fix, and it's going to help you get more buy-in in the future. Mm. The, the other thing as well that's with uh, the research that that uh, Strange Loop did, uh, it's really interesting. The fact that uh, a one second delay also resulted in a sixteen percent decrease in customer satisfaction. You know, uh, those are customers that you know they may be your key customers. They may not come back. It's taken a long time to interact with the site. It's taken a long time for the pages to appear correctly. Um, and if we've got those issues, that will obviously lead to, to customer dissatisfaction. Uh, so it's important that we uh, address these elements. And this is another way to, to get buy-in for people to do stuff on your site. Um, if you're getting a 16% decrease in customer satisfaction, that's going to impact on your revenue and your bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it's worth mentioning something which I think we, we briefly touched on when we're talking about um, mobile and desktop browsing. Um, but in, in the UK and, and in the West, where our our infrastructure is quite good, so so mm. we do have fast. We've got fast devices. We've got fast internet speeds, things like that. But elsewhere in the world, it, it can still be quite slow, and people they will still be using dial-up in some places. Yeah. And, and so forcing all core web vitals and page speed is going to be even more critical if your audience is in is in places where the internet may not be as stable and as reliable because mm. that's going to provide the better experience for them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, a, a, another thing to to I mean, a, a thing to to remember as well is that core web vitals. This is the initial version that we get in a moment it will evolve over time um and uh, the thing to remember really about it uh, is that it reinforces google's focus on page experience you can see that with analytics as well we're starting to see with google analytics that you know there's there's a lot of focus on user experience it's gone from being just pure metrics to uh, user experience now how long people are spending on the page how long they're coming back, what are they doing when they're on those pages, 
Uh, is it a positive experience or a negative experience? Um, and I think, you know, core web vitals will definitely become more prominent as a ranking factor. Um, and as they get, uh, as it gets more sophisticated and it gets uh, more merged into the existing algorithm, um, it will become a, a, mo a much more relevant and prominent factor uh, than it is at this moment in time. I mean, they're testing it at the moment to some extent. Uh, it's here for good. It's going to be here for good. They're going to keep this because they need to understand that page experience. It's it's almost like uh, they want to complete the, the whole experience. They've got the metrics in terms of sessions, etc., but they just haven't got that 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 metric that will give them the, uh, a good understanding of a page experience. Um, in terms of uh, other things that uh, would possibly happen is, um, you know, it's possible that, you know, Google could examine the, the core web vitals of external links in order to determine link quality. You know, so if you're getting a lot of links from poor quality sites, they might think, you know, well, these they're never going to get to these sites anyway. Um, so yeah. why should we why why should we give any value to those? It, it, it could be a, a way that they can start be, um, more effectively weeding out content farms and link farms and all those yeah. junk in your backlink profile. Maybe this is going to be a, a better step in that direction to yeah, definitely to detecting those sorts of things, which would be interesting. Yeah, it, I can see that definitely. I can see that you know if if a site's you know performing because a lot of the um, link networks you know a lot of those link networks don't get a lot of uh, visitors anywhere and they, they're built in a specific way that they're built uh, to be as simple as possible uh, and it, it may be that you know the, the quality of the page experience it may be that you know uh, it's using an old version of wordpress templates or whatever that you know in order to, to cut costs um, that may prove to be you know uh, detrimental in terms of core web vital experience. Um, I think the other thing to remember as well um, is content management systems, the systems that you're using, you know, to build your, you know, build your content in your websites, they'll need to improve um, to address these, these core web vital requirements. We're already seeing this with WordPress uh, and the new Gutenberg content editor, which is removing any bloated code and looking to address speed issues. Um, some of the, the tools that you're using at the moment may have to be upgraded, you know, things like Elementor, if you're using WordPress, you may find that that uh, creates too much code or uh, the version that you're using may produce too much code and may need amending. I'm sure these guys, you know, the content man management systems will be looking at this, you know, and, and things like the open source stuff like Magento 2 for e-commerce and Drupal for um content management systems uh, i'm sure they're looking at it as well uh, their open source developers will be trying to address these issues and maybe even create um, extensions or plugins that will look at these um, i mean i've seen uh, stuff in relation to wordpress where uh, some of the extensions that they've got are already looking at how they can improve core web vital speed uh, with plugins uh, and then maybe more sites will, will, will move over to using content delivery networks like Cloudflare and Amazon CloudFront. At the moment, obviously, the bigger e-commerce sites 
are using those, you know, Amazon and um, Argos and people like that. They're always using content delivery networks because they've got a large amount of content on the sites as well. Um, but I think even some of the smaller sites may even have to have uh, content delivery networks uh, that, that are scalable. Um, so there may be an opportunity for new content delivery networks to set up, you know, and um, specifically dealing with um, making sure that sites match up with uh, recommendations from core web vitals. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of work for, for all of us to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's that's very true, that. And like I said, a lot of the things we spoke about today, particularly, you know, uh, the, the the stuff like First Contentful Paint, things like that, um, they are elements that, you know, are important. Uh, I mean, the thing to remember is that, you know, regardless of what they're called, whether it's large contentful paint, first input delay or cumulative layout shift, um, the, the three key things to remember from Core Web Vitals is that it's all about loading, how quickly your page loads, uh, interactivity, how quickly an individual can interact with your page, and visual stability, which is essentially how quickly, how quickly, how stable is that page? You know, how is the content on that page? Is it moving about? Is it bouncing? Is it doing anything silly? So those are the three things, core web vital things. And if you think about it logically, you know, from your own experiences of um, using the web and, and looking at specific websites, you've found that at some point you have been frustrated by any of those factors I've just mentioned you will have found that, and you can see why Google's done this. You can see it's important for them uh, to address these issues and to make the, the actual visitor experience as uh, good as possible. Yeah, and, and rewarding those that, 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 that focus on it as, as much. Yeah, as absolutely. Yeah, they, I mean, it, it will reward you if you, you know, address these issues. Uh, definitely will uh, reward you in some way, not just by um, improving your rankings, but probably improving your your uh, leads and revenue. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we spoke about page speed already. You know, and how, how it had an impact. You know, um, you know, if you think about it sensibly, you know that seven um, percent drop in um, e-commerce revenue. Uh, for every second that your page takes to load you know the quicker you get the individual to that page and get them acting interacting with that page uh, the more likely you are to sell uh you're more likely to get them to engage with you in order to to uh interact and, and do an activity with you so yeah. i mean the, these are the key things about core web vitals it's not just about google having a metric which will allow them to understand what a page is about. It's about making sure that the user experience uh, of it, uh, for your site is as effective as possible and as good as possible. Yeah, it, it's a measurement for business for for all for, for businesses, kind of all areas of the business, not just SEO or developers. And um, what's also interesting as well. Um, is that it's it could well be that some of the the larger bigger fish that typically tend to win when it comes to things like this they are probably the ones that are going to have more difficulty 
yeah in these changes whereas it'll be the smaller businesses that can be much more agile at getting mm -hmm. these things done so hopefully it will be interesting and, and shake up the serps a little bit yeah it should be yeah it should be quite interesting over the next uh, uh after may we should see some changes in terms of it and we'll, we will revisit this obviously um we'll revisit core web vitals and give you some more information as to what we find about it it is relatively new to some uh, to some extent uh with regards to seo as well so we're learning as we're going along as well uh but as we find out more information we'll be able to advise you and give you more information on it yeah yeah we'll catch up well yeah. it's it's been good chat adrian yeah it's been really interesting it's really good to talk about these things um like i said the, the, for me the most important thing to take away from this is don't panic about developing your site and and all these issues um just just look at them uh look at your core web vitals and and it will give you a pointer to what you need to do you, it may be that you have to plan it in over a couple of months you know it might be you need uh planning for your next version of the website uh, when you build it, uh, it may be the the opportunity for you uh, as a marketing team to go back to the uh, stakeholders and say, look, it's time for us to have a new website. You know, that's another thing to look at. It may be that, you know, we, we need, you know, we need a new website. And now you can explain to them why we need a, a new website, because Google are telling us the one we've got uh, doesn't interact that well. It doesn't load that well. You know, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't look that good on mobile. So these are all things that you know you can go back to your stakeholders with and, and discuss in a little bit more detail. And you've got a little bit more um, stuff in your armory, really, to to explain to them why why you need a new version of the website. Exactly, it 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 removes some of the subjectivity of yeah experience and user experience because. Someone you could argue all day about what makes a good user experience, if even if they're completely different viewpoints. But with these, it it's giving you it's a benchmark. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's very true. That that's the other side of it as well. That you know, it's giving you an opportunity to to work almost work alongside Google. Yeah. I mean, we, we sometimes think, you know, we're working, you know, sometimes people think for an, to an extent SEOs work against Google because they're trying to game them, but we're not really. What we're trying to do is uh, make the best experience possible for users and get reward. Like you said, Tiff, get rewarded for that by Google. You know, yeah. the, best, the better the experience a user has, the more likely they are to buy, the more likely they are to engage, the more likely to, to come back to that site. You know, so those are the key things from SEO that we want. And Core Web Vitals, I see it as a way for us to, to identify those issues and to fix them. Yeah, and make the internet a better place. Exactly, yeah, as we always do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will catch up again soon. Um, thank you all for joining us. Um, see you later. See you later.